person who um, we, we were kind of um, pointed to by Studio Futuro um, we just wanted to know if there were any other people that were in town that, that might be worth talking to and one of the projects that Andrea the person we're talking to um, immediately caught our eye was this this um, car this project was uh, was called Parkaneo uh, it consisted of uh, 20 cars playing loud music parked in the main square of Matadero, Madrid. Um, the cars were selected in collaboration with a local, a local tuning association called KDD Madrid. And each car had a different owner who modified it according to his own taste and criteria. And then a local music collective was associated with that. And like, I mean, yeah, I think it fits quite nicely with, yeah, you know, the, the spirit of at least... Futuro, who actually contributed to this Parcaneo as one of the local music collectives, and uh, Libos Mutantes, this kind of like desire to l- link things up, you know, and um, yeah, and it's really nice to hear to hear Andrea talk about that and give an introduction also to uh, difficulties yeah. connected to the project as well. And she, like the uh, Futuro guys, um, is uh, trained as an architect. Yeah, I was thinking maybe we should give it a little bit of an intro too. She works for the for the university and where she's specifically connected to the experimental podcast radio called Raka, um, which seems to be a very active part of the university, something which I think we should almost just let her voice uh, yeah. explain more than us and uh, I mean overall she has quite uh, a lot of projects that relates to to sound and um, and, and podcast yeah I feel it? like you know as we were talking it was like um, it was increasingly uh, evident that we, we had a lot in common over to Madrid. So I'm Andrea Gonzalez and I'm an architect. I'm, I'm a, a trained as an architect, uh, but I like like since middle of the of my studies, I started to work on the uh, projects of design. But I don't I sh- couldn't say I'm a, I'm I'm a designer. I'm more, more like a researcher because I like every project I work in. I don't know. I was involved in a student's magazine, which is called uh, Dos Cinco Cinco, and we were researching about uh, formats, and the, each issue had a different format. Or after I I work in my like uh, research projects, for instance, we are like searching for a sports pavilion which is repeated a hundred of times and we developed this photo project and I we designed the book or I don't know I work in many different <laughs> and we have Carlos coming into the conversation <laughs> Yeah, I know which one she is. But not by the name, I mean by the name. It's okay. 
No, we yeah, are doing it in English. English. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's okay. You're gonna, you're gonna cut it like in this. In this. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. So. No, no. no. Hey, nice qué pasa? <laughs> So I don't know. Like I, I. Do you mean like uh, football stadiums? Like, yeah. and and you were doing a project in, uh, in football pavilions. Did you say? Like, yeah. Like in um, the in the stadium. No, or? we uh, we met, we went to search for a sports pavilion, okay. which was like the same architectural project repeated a hundred times. Okay. And we were like searching for them because it was like a kind of weird story a teacher of us told us and it was like we were like you know Don Quixote de la Mancha like this uh, anti-hero Spanish anti-hero it's super famous Don sí, Quixote sí. yes Don Quixote, okay. like oh, in yeah, La Mancha yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like in a road trip yeah. so we developed this research which was crazy and then we put it into a book and we made the book and also so every project I work in it's like half self proposed half uh, sometimes institutional I also work in a radio station uh, like the radio station of the School of Architecture and that's the RACA RACA yes yeah. yes with that, that's why I worked with Futuro because we did this strange uh, congress on podcast and we developed the public the publication which is now floating and so nice That is actually, the, and you can see that here at Lipos Mutandes, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Is that the international first international architectural podcast, podcast congress? Yes. Yeah. We thought like we we could like make a podcast congress, with, which is like okay, if it's podcast, no one has to be together. So we developed two like two spaces, like that virtu virtual space, and then some events. In, and that's why I worked with uh, Futuro because they um, de like developed the um, I don't know kind of a workshop with students and they made a club into the school. So the closing party was a 24-hour party. Cool. Yeah. It was amazing. Really. event with like several cars right you you kind of got them into the middle of a square in in madrid right like yeah, yeah. is this the same one or yeah, okay yeah, and this yeah. was the 24 hour party it was uh, no 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 it, this was another project oh, uh, okay. the car parquineo yeah, yeah yes this is like a, another thing uh, i do like it's uh, i work with another girl who's called paula garcia macedo Is that uh, the swimmers uh, no, collective? That's, that's another one. We'll go yeah. to that afterwards. Just, <laughs> last sorry, just continue. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, with Paula, she's more into art. And we, um, I don't know, we always do the, like more, I don't know, artistic formatted uh, projects. For, for instance, this. And This is, I think, my first architecture project because it's, it involves the cars. I know we, we put like 20 cars, 20 tuned cars. I don't know. Tuned cars. Tuned? Yeah, yeah. We tuning. say like souped up. 
Yeah. Uh, well, you mean like really nice cars that have got like yeah. a sound system, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. In Matadero, which is like um, the, one of the main cultural centers in Madrid, they had a public, uh, public call for activities in summer there. And we put, uh, we, we decided that we should propose a party with cars. I don't know, which is very, I think that ne ne was never going to happen in a place like that. And it was amazing because it was like, I don't know, the 20 owners of the cars and uh, the 20 collectives of music because we were, we worked with Lorenzo Garcia Andrade, uh, which is someone you have to talk to, uh, definitely. <laughs> She's not that, he's not a designer, but he's like the man who makes everything happen. In Madrid? Or? Not in Madrid, but many of in these Madrid. projects have a Lorenzo over there, like, working or helping or what is what is what is his what does he do he's in he's a, a, a he's a he works in music but also magic he was involved in magic and also he's involved in parquineo he was the one who uh, called the collective music collectives and the drivers and we matched them uh, and I don't know. He's like a—he's not a producer. He's like a. Just makes things happen. Yes, I—I I, I, maybe you—you you know people like that who are like people who who are like very good making things happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Some he, people he, come to we work with with him, and it was amazing because I don't know this this like mix of people who is super into cars and super into music but together talking and like sharing the little space and and then like the whole crowd of matadero like you can dance i don't know techno and bachata yeah. in and it was like a bit same. of a sound clash where like music yeah. was kind of competing against each yeah. other and stuff right. yeah it was like kind of crazy because you know it's not perfect it's not a disco it's like more parquineo we call these things that happen after clubs where everybody turn on their cars and everybody dance and we we, we wanted to produce that yeah. it was more like institutional because we had to you know organize the cars and it was like there was a whole plan of how the cars were going to enter and go out and that's why i say it's my first architecture project because we had to draw like okay they are coming at 5 15 and then they are living in that way but it was super magical because i don't know you you can imagine like the the people together and their, I don't know, mashup of people who were like interested in cars and then others who were just there and like people dancing like it was like 3 a.m. and it was 10 p.m. Yeah, wow. Was it like um, are, are the Madrid authorities like? Did they were they cool about it? Like, no. Not really. It was okay. that that was one of our first uh, clashes with the institution because we proposed to in the in the first first our first idea was like to open the matadero and make and make it possible. Like, okay, you can come here and do this, and it was like a open open call. Everyone could come with their cars and they could make a, make a parquineo and we would have liked to that 
I don't know, that gestures like about freedom in public spaces and, I don't know, ownership or togetherness or whatever. But then the Matadero had this, I don't know, terrorist alert and whatever, and they asked us to do it like very clean and very, I don't know, controlled, like only 20 cars uh, this, from this to this time. So it was more like a... I don't know, a decontextualization of something that was happening, it changed. And it was much more like, you know, at 12, it was, they came and we they plugged off the music. And there was, I don't know, there, there was a lot of tension, not like, but there was a lot of things that made the project different because the Madrid is not like the place that will like chill out about that, you know? I, don't I, know. I mean, to be honest though, like I can't imagine many cities being like totally cool about that kind of, no. you know, city authorities. Like it's quite wild, like bringing something that's usually on the fringes, right? And then like just putting it in the middle of the town. Yeah. Must have been like quite, quite pleased like to have yeah, managed to make it happen, right? But it's, I don't know, it's an art center. They should like keep or take care about this because that's part of the speech but you know it's 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 like the thing that happens here that there are many like there's there's a battle between i don't know culture and i don't know this is like culture program it's not an art program if if it would should be if it would have been an art program maybe they will be like okay it's art so it's until 5 a.m. because it's part of the piece but it's culture so culture has to be like you know, in its, in its I, box, I it's a little bit more contained, or yeah. something like that, right? Like so next fun. time you'll do it, you will, you will, you will brand it as an art project, I, and then yes. we, maybe we had a, like a super conversation about this because it's like it's not really what we thought about, you know, and we don't know if we shouldn't do it anymore because it's like okay you do once and if you do twice it like you are like taking appropriate cultural appropriation or something like you are like making an spectacle of something that shouldn't be should be like free or we should do it in more free conditions like art like okay this is the thing and no one is going to control it because it's like it's a party you can't like cut it these kind of um, projects in Madrid, like self-initiated cultural community projects? Yes, I think, um, I don't know, I, I, I don't have like an overview because I've, I'm kind of young, you know, I, I don't know like what, what was happening before, but since I've been working or like doing things, I notice that like people are more I don't know because we are in a huge crisis and people have to self-develop projects. There are many small initiatives and many people who are like making groups and making things by their own and then they are like I don't know since we have a more 
a friendly government now in Madrid, they are starting to have uh, more support and more, uh, I don't know, like, I, I was like, I interviewed in the radio, for example, um, an the group of architects that uh, have done like the plan for the Veranos de la Villa, which is like the main cultural pro project of the summer. And it's like totally different uh, that it, it, it has been the past years because it's like, it used to be in a cage, I don't know, in a place, in a closed place, and now it's in the whole city and there are many more people involved in it. And it's, this uh, has been since, like, I don't know, one or two years since from now. So, I don't know, things are starting to have more, have more, like, places to go and are, are, more, are more support. And people, I, you know, I don't know, you, you see, like, people tend to work with other ones and make things. But it's super difficult to, I don't know, to make it big. You know, because yeah. it's just not the money. Or, no, um, yes, it's about money and I don't know, like product productive system. That there's a moment when everyone needs to pay their bills, so projects like last for two or three years and or five or and then they people have to work on another thing themselves. Yeah. yeah, it's not a great. I don't know. It's not like I, I think Amsterdam or Berlin or there. Are, places where like people are much more active but here I think we have a pretty cool scene. How do you actually balance your work uh, or how do you manage to sustain your income? I have like super I'm like super privileged like, right now because I work in the university so but just for one year I'm like now it's now I'm in that moment like hey. <laughs> I had like, I, uh, before I was a student, so I was like, okay, I, sh I could do whatever I want, uh, more or less, I don't know. And I, I used, used to work like for, I don't know, this Matadero, it was like a, a open call and we won it. So we had kind of the place and some money, not, not that not that much. I don't know, we couldn't have lived about uh, with that. But... And then uh, every project I did before, I don't know, two years, it was self-formulated and more, more or less we, we got the money to produce it, but we didn't, we didn't got any money to live from that. And now I work in a, I'm a, a, like a pre-doctoral researcher or something. But if, I think if I, if I had to live from the things I do that I really like, from the things I do, like like uh, make me to be here, like conversating with you, I don't really know how would I do it. No, no. So there's a bit like there's you still have to kind of do certain things that you're not necessarily like really really invested in personally to sort of sustain. Yeah. Them. I mean that's quite a common story. I mean like, I feel like that as well. Like I think it's the same in Amsterdam a little bit. I mean maybe there's more funding and stuff, but it's quite like. I mean, to see how many things are happening here and what you're describing, like it seems like people are kind of maybe a bit more make, making making it happen without, like, yeah. because it just you have like there's no option of funding or whatever like spare time and things like that. So. No, it's there's absolutely everyone I know has more or less another job, you know, or I don't know, or or they have like strange ways to sustain. <laughs> like work two or three hours or five hours a day in a different uh, work or 
they have more like food, foodish, like foodie projects that they do because they need to, and then the other ones, I don't know. I, I really now I'm like thinking about what what's gonna be uh, next year. So like we've spoken to four different people now and um, the thing that keeps coming up is um, there's just sort of a relationship between Spain as maybe a, like a southern European country and, and like maybe just the relationship of Spain to Europe has just generally come up quite a lot. Um, be interested to know what like, you know, in terms of art scene and things like that, like do you feel that same tension? Yes, totally. I like here, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not really an expert because I've been like quite a quite a bit outside. So I just see it as and uh, I don't know when you go to the zoo and you see something happening, but you're ne never into that, so you can't say like you know the scene. But I think here there are much less uh, uh, the work which is the work which is over here. I don't know. We we all all do is much more it's much less uh, I don't know it's uh, no one takes really care about it you know like there's no support enough there's not uh, enough support there's not enough uh, institutions there's not enough like I don't know warming up or how do you say like incubation, uh, incubation I, yeah. and I don't know because it's Spain is like quite a I don't, I don't know what to, how to say it in English, but it's quite a, a retrasado, like a country, like a, a country, you know, it has a history that it's like 20 or 30 years after the other ones, no? And when I go to, when I see projects or, I don't know, initiatives or people from another countries, I see that uh, in that places, things are much, I don't know, people, care more about uh, works that here are like totally invisible or uh, already dead because they don't have like the support. So I don't know, it's like a, a complex process and we, ha we here had a lot of uh, conservative parties in the, in the government and that cut the financial and I don't know, not, not, it's not only about money, it's like about, like, I don't know, like just like yeah, being, being positive or like yeah. uh, creating a hostile environment or creating a yeah. one that's like supportive, right? Or yeah. supportive environment. Yeah. If you start to see, I don't know, the history of the, I don't know, the life arts, for example, in Madrid, all the small initiatives like Pradillo or El Canto de la Cabra or, you know, it, it, it had like tiny, tiny, tiny arts of life and then they were like struggling to survive and and most of them died and in an, I, I don't know I say the same works in for example in Amsterdam or Switzerland or whatever and I they have like no problems to survive and that's sad because I don't know it's like you feel like every people are always like 
this uh, hassling or yeah. uh, you know like yeah. this hassle. Yeah. Nice. That's the final conversation. It happened at the end of the day on the Sunday. Um, there wasn't really much left for us to do. Um, we we kind of, besides kind of pack up um, and leave the next day. Uh, probably kind of nice to sum up. Um, I kind of feel like the thing that keeps sort of coming back in a lot of the conversations is just this sort of need to create kind of networks I mean this isn't anything specific to Madrid but like there was like a real enthusiasm for kind of creating spaces for where um, uh, where things where things could happen that weren't already happening something that that does that does feed into this need for creating a community or network within the design scene of Madrid is maybe though that um, whereas it seems as there's a very uh, strong design history or awareness of a, of a design history in the northern part of Europe, then it seemed that this was something pointed out to by um, well, Roberto specifically, but also other people, um, that there was not really the same tradition already existing in the design scene in Madrid. And that because of that, it seemed that there was more of an urge to actually create some or establish some kind of a more Spanish... Uh, vocabulary. Vocabulary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, and also just like a... Um, a freedom, but also a sort of, like, desire to maybe, like, prove themselves in a way I don't know if that's sort of fair but like I kind of a combination of like it, it frees them up to, in a way to not be um, too attached to pre-existing ideas of what design is supposed to be how much do you think in the end of the day that then it is about design or do you think do you think design official communication becomes creative communication becomes more of a tool or an excuse to gather people you mean what's first like the yeah I, I, I think I think design is the tool um, rather than the central pillar of, of what it's all about right you know yeah. like but they're all designers and I think that like they're all the people we spoke to in one way or another are engaged in this kind of practice and it's kind of heartening to see it not defining them in a way or only be, yeah being at all and um, being kind of quite flexible with like how where that tool can be used um, mm -hmm. and what that tool can generate in terms of like like what yeah really thinking about the ends rather than the means I suppose you know the Yeah, and I, I guess that's also quite an interdisciplinary tendency that you see, like more of the people that we spoke to coming um, with a background from architecture, for instance, or graphic design, but 
and then relating a lot, relating it to space, and in that space, creating a field for other people, also non-designers, to take part or be part of something larger than than what is specifically designed for it. Fanfara Tete is a Fanfara production hosted by me, Charlie Clamos, and Freya Kier. Special thanks to Gilly, Alvaro, Jose, Carlos, Roberto, Silvia, Ricardo, and Andrea for speaking to us. The songs played throughout this series were Aquatic Dog, El Hijo La Pitonisa, and Willy Town by Fettuccini, Never Funk a Pussy Like That by Funktastic Fofo, and Yamada Padida, all of which were kindly supplied to us by Gilly from Futuro Studio. You can follow Fanfara Tete by subscribing on the podcast app 